Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. And if not, I got you. At least you are here. My name is Michelle Kevill and I help high achieving corporate women feel passionate about their job again. I'm currently on leave when you are listening to this and I do have a little bit of a cold. It is not great and I'm a little bit tired. I did just take a nap, but I do. I did. I really wanted to record this episode today. Um, it's also coming into winter here in Australia and I hate winter. So it's just that whole like my body's just getting used to the change in seasons. Today's episode, and again, I'm still figuring out the title, like I always do, is I really want to talk about finding a job in a recession. Because this is going to be a very interesting topic for some people. Um, and I it may be very triggering for you, but I am going to tell you around really how all your fears kind of get elevated whenever there's a certain kind of world event and how you can kind of surpass it, whether it be that you're looking for new jobs, whether that's that you just want to change. And whilst every industry is different, a lot of this is just thoughts that kind of get fed into you. And then you're just running off that because humans are fear-based creatures. So what do I mean by all of that? Like, I think it's pretty common, like, and how this episode came for me is I notice every now and again, I'll pop into the old Reddit forms and I might help someone might put a post down here or there in a few, you know, different groups on the old online world. And what I have really been noticing is people with the recession happening, and I think it's more in America, but there's that kind of sense of like there is a a recession, there's genuine inflation going up, things are more expensive, like post the pandemic. There is almost this fear of I don't want to leave my job or I can't make that change because it's as good as it's going to get and I can't, you know, it could be really bad over there. This will be triggering for you. You will still have that fucking thought regardless of whether there is shit going on in the world or not. It is exemplified and amplified like no tomorrow when there are things happening in the world. That doesn't mean what you're saying isn't true. I know that there have been like major job cuts overseas. Like we've seen what's been happening in the US and I know some of my listeners are from the US, like major big companies have been cutting a lot of people. Like let's not dismiss that. That is definitely a fact. But deep down, even think about this before pandemic, recession, whatever, whenever you wanted to shift jobs, even and think about this too, because I've seen this so much, right? Has it been that you've ever really wanted to, like you can only ever shift a job or change a job when it's like so bad in the area that you're in? Like when it's so bad there, then you're like, oh crap, I got to move out. I got to change careers or something like that. When you're feeling genuinely okay or when it's kind of mild, like maybe you think, you know what, I want to change industries, like I deserve a promotion, whatever your reason is, when things are, you know, like genuinely okay in the job, it's a little bit harder to get up and move to make that change. And what your brain is looking for is evidence as to why that is true. And then when you are seeing this crap all the time in the media and they are really pushing the recession, etc., your brain is just getting more evidence that this is true and real. And what I've been happening online and also with some of my clients is the fear more like 
To have a managed mindset, you need that more than ever. That doesn't mean we go out and do stupid things because I was with a client and it was a little bit challenging. It's like, well, this is my industry. This is what's happening. Like, what the fuck can I do about it? I'm like, that is still like you can put that shit in the sea line. That could still be true. But who is it always going to benefit at the end of the day if you were thinking you're pulling away and being like, oh, yeah, that's that's evidence as to why I can't change careers or, or move or go for that promotion or whatever it is. It's going to just benefit the lower part of your brain, lower part of your brain, really the part of you that wants to stay safe. But when you're staying safe, like it would, your brain would rather you stay safe and miserable than actually do something like stretch your capability and boundaries. This is why, especially in times like this type of turmoil, you need to be able to manage your mind because I guarantee you everyone else is feeling this way and they don't trust themselves and then they're potentially going on forms asking, should I do this? Should I not do this? And really at the end of the day, it's you need to get your emotions, your mindset in check so that you can make the best decision that serves you at that time. This is where life coaching is very different to, I think a lot of kind of professions, if I'm honest, because it's not that we don't disagree that like, okay, yes, is there a recession happening? Yes. 100%. There's something going on. There's fucking inflation and shit happening and it's making it harder. But should you then use that to not even make any change? If you did that all the time, you would always like you would always stay stuck because there's always something. There's always going to be something. Before that, it was a pandemic. Before that, it was something else. And then the media is constantly like bringing and surfacing this stuff to you. And another thing, who is it really serving again? not just a lower part of the brain, but it serves society if you just stay put where you are doing whatever it is you need to do, not making that shift or change. It, to me, it serves like the status quo. Like we're all like little, it degrades it so much, but it's kind of like we're worker ants and we're all doing our job and we're in our role and we're not moving, we're not changing or anything like that. And if that's fine with you, that's great. But sometimes every now and again, you are sitting there and you're like, I want to shift industries that job is paying me better. This is what the industry standard is. I want to go talk to my boss about it, or I want to go move to this role. And your brain will always, I do not care, think back to when it has been doing this, has given you reasons as to why it should not shift. And it always comes down to job instability, etc. It's like this article I read years ago where they said one of the reasons why corporations were offering like more benefits at the time, this was like years ago, was because millennials were like job hopping. Like they were like, not dealing with this shit. I'm going to leave. And then they were talking about how like a millennial isn't loyal. And because of that, it caused corporations to shift and change. We saw the same thing when the pandemic happened and a lot of us in our corporate jobs are working from home. Trust me when I say you not making changes or even trying or even investigating it, looking at it, it benefits. It's not benefiting you. I'll tell you that. So how do we do this? Maybe this is someone, maybe you're listening to this. You really want a change. So I'm going to give you the tips on how to do this and how to manage this during a recession because I similarly had to do something similar in my own world a few years ago. And they said, here's the thing though, they said the same fucking thing. Like it was the worst time to change roles. They were like, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't be changing. You shouldn't be moving out. Jobs are terrible at the moment. No. Was there a recession going on? No, there wasn't, but it was not the best time. And it still worked out even better for me 
than I could have ever imagined. So to get started, I first need to tell you a little bit around how your brain operates and how the media 100% like know this. If you're a regular listener, you probably already know this. And if you are new, you have a stress response. You have a limbic system. You have a part of your brain that wants to keep you safe. It turns on your anxiety. It's your fight or flight, whatever you want to call it. It is not very good at connecting to your prefrontal cortex, which is the thinking part of your brain. So when you are thinking about, hey, I want to move positions, like I'm not getting, I don't know, paid this rate, or I just want to move careers, etc. That part of you is like, shit, change. That's bad. That, that is not good. That I can't predict what good things are going to come on the other side. So maybe you do a ton of research. Maybe you are asking people, you are trying to find out maybe what this other company is like. You're trying to calm that part of you down. But the problem is you're doing it through information, which is more going to, yeah, it's going to inform you, but that's working with the thinking part of your brain. That part of your brain is there to protect you from lions and tigers. We do not live in that world anymore. And when I say the media know this, I mean the media, whenever there is fucking strife, I don't care what it is, whether it's like a war going on, the pandemic, a recession, notice how the media is like giving you a ton of this stuff, talking about inflation, interest rates, like basically how bad things are going to be versus how good things are going to be or how there are good things kind of happening in the world. That's because... That type of negative, scary news triggers our stress response and we engage with that. We click it, we share it with our friends, we comment, etc. As you're reading this stuff, you might not notice it, but I guarantee you it's sitting there in the back of your head. Think of it like a jar slowly filling up with water. And during really stressful periods, that jar overflows pretty quickly. And this jar all of a sudden, even when it overflows, you start to feel really, really anxious. That type of media and news does affect that jar. It does fill it up. Maybe not when you don't want to do anything or you don't want to do a change, but your brain, again, that part of you is looking for evidence to keep you safe. It's like, I don't want you to go to that lion or tiger over there. Yes, the job change isn't a lion or tiger, but again, your brain doesn't, like that part of your brain is so fucking dumb. It doesn't know that. When you are afraid of something, when you are even just a little bit afraid of something, when you have some negative thoughts about a thing, that thing is getting triggered. That stress response is like, nope, I'm going to pull you back in and I want you to stay safe. I would rather you stay miserable in this fucking current job than even think about looking for a new job. I have no idea what it's going to look like. It could be even worse. Let's not do that. That is a survival mechanism that worked really well when it came to like a fucking bear down at the river and we remembered that and we we're like we're not going to go to that river anymore the ones that were like i think that bear might be really friendly were the ones they were the humans that died and didn't pass on their genes and here we are now what i'm trying to say in a long-winded way is that we have a negativity bias to everything we do and it can be very hard to go against that. So on top of that, we have a negativity negativity bias. Then we get fed all this information and then you're stuck. Then you're stuck thinking it's not the right time, but it's never going to be the right time. It is never, listen to me right now. It's never going to be the right time because I have seen this before and then I have talked to people older than me who have seen the same shit before, even longer. And they're like, yeah, I was told this and this was going to happen, etc. And it didn't happen. I'm not saying there aren't risks when you go out to take new jobs and stuff like that. You're more resilient, however, than you think. And your biggest fear is really just making a bad mistake. So 
This is what we want to do. We want to talk to that fear-based side of us, right? That part of you that's like, I don't want you to do this. And the way you do that, really simply, if you're new, it's going to be body scans. It's going to be like light check-ins. It's going to be noticing the physical sensations in your body. Think of that as you just like giving it a hug or calming down a toddler. It doesn't work through information. You giving it all this information and like even verification. Because here's, here's, a, here's a good trick. If you have like the most amount of verification about this other like role or whatever, like maybe you have a friend working there, you know the company inside out, whatever it is, and you still feel really, really anxious, I guarantee you that is that stress response kicking in and you need to calm it down. You need to work with your body through emotions. Once you're able to do that, and by the way, it doesn't go away completely. Your body, it's not like, oh yeah, I did a body scan. I noticed my feelings and suddenly it's gone. You've kind of just got to be managing that. You've got to be working with that. It's going to come in waves. It's going to come up and down. Then what you're going to do is you're going to do a best to worst and middle case scenario. These are fantastic for things like these. And what I want you to keep going is I want you to write a fucking eloquent air story on it. Like if the absolute, like your brain is basically worried about the absolute worst case scenario. And what I want you to do is keep going with that. And the biggest thing is going to be like, I end up homeless on the street or something like that. That's literally what it's going to be like. Ask yourself, will you really? Like, what would you do then? Either would you really or what would you do then? And answer that question, like literally answer that for your brain. Like see what you come up with. Would it be you go to a shelter or would it likely be that you like you stay with your parents or you stay with some friends or something like that? The reason you want to do that is because you're at like a top layer. Like most people are like, oh, I'll get fired or something like that. I'm like, okay, and then what? And then what? And then when they keep going all the way to the very end, it's actually nowhere near as bad as I think. Your brain is only going to give you some kind of insight into like one step forward. But if really the worst, absolute worst case was to happen, I want you to start looking at what the avenues and support systems you do have. Now, some of you may not have some of those things that I'm talking about. That's okay too. Still look at it. Still open yourself up to it because you want to, again, create a little bit of safety with this part of you. It doesn't trust you at the moment. That is very likely why you're asking potentially a like ton of people, should I be doing this? Is this the right thing to do? What should I do? Instead of trusting yourself, the biggest thing I think society takes away from us is self-trust. Trust that you can figure it out. Trust that you are making the right decision and knowing that it's the right decision for you. You know what? You might come up to something and be like, you know what? This isn't the right time for me and I'm okay to wait. Good. You came up with that on your fucking own. Not because someone else told you or whatever. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I see so often, especially in women, we are kind of outsourcing our decisions because we trust other people's opinions, some of them that we barely know, over our own. And who do we know best, ladies? We know ourselves the best. So you can make the best decision for you. So by answering those two like main questions, that's going to really help. And do like I do a best, I always start, sometimes I start with the worst. I go worst, best, and middle. I like to go extremes instead of you can ladder it. I have some clients ladder it up like, in, yeah, worst, middle, best, whatever. I don't know why I like to just, because I like to see both sides. It's like black and white and then I give myself a gray. 
funny enough, when my clients have done this, they look, it's always like the gray scenario, the middle case scenario. They're like, you know what? I can, I can handle this. Like, this isn't that bad. Like, yeah, I know it's okay. And like, think about, ask yourself why always negative, right? We've been so conditioned and it's in our wiring to focus on the negative. That's what I'm saying. So of course, all this negative news on top of that isn't going to help. That's what I was saying before, like this is going to be triggering for some people because you might be in the midst of this and I'm giving you a whack up the bum. I'm like, hey, it is possible. And that's really what a coach is. A coach is always seeing the possibility, but also putting the trust in your hands. I've had discovery calls with clients and at the end of it, like I've we've done some coaching, I've even coached them on working with me. And at the end of it, they've made a decision that's best for them. And some of the other times that decision was you aren't the coach for me. That's fine. I'm so proud you came up with that fucking decision for yourself. You weren't sitting there trying to ask someone else or anything like that. Again, it's totally fine to run things by people. But we always offset our decision making. You know what is best for you. You know what you can figure out. Start to play around with the idea that it is possible. Start to then write out, oh, like just a list of 10 things, right? If it did work out, what would that look like? And that's why sometimes even with the scenarios, I get you to write a big chunky scenario of why it's like absolutely amazing or crap or whatever. And really just like, don't look at it for a bit, come back to it, look at it. Like how true is some of that stuff? Where have you done this before is also a great question to ask. So for me, I'm really at that point in my life where I just know in my fucking soul, I will, I will, I will always get a job. I will always figure it out. Not just because of my industry, because I'm an analyst, because I have proved to myself time and time again that I have been able to do this, that I can do this. And that even if I got into something that I didn't like, I could just be open and vulnerable with myself and other people and be like, this wasn't a great fit. Like, what do we need to do about this? A lot of this stuff as well comes with vulnerability. Because I have, I did this with a client as well. It was, oh, what if it's not a good fit? And then like, then what do I do? I'm just stuck there. I'm like, are you, could you talk to the people and just be honest? They're like, I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. Who's stopping you? Would a manager really want someone that wasn't in the role? Wouldn't they want to talk to you, you know, have an open conversation about it? Like vice versa, would you want to do that for someone else? So like, yeah, maybe. Your brain is just, has tunnel vision. (laughs) You have tunnel vision and a coach is trying to kind of open you up. So these are some of the things that you really need to be doing. Some of the stuff, yes, the the thought work stuff I just told you, do that. Start playing around with the best case scenario, like write out as well, just a quick list of like why it would be a good thing to do. But also managing your emotions is so fucking key. I've even, I even do this myself. Any news about recession, inflation, shit like that. I am not engaging with it. I'm dismissing it. I am deleting it from freaking TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Why? My jar is going to fill up. My jar that takes on negative information, all those beliefs, that's part of my brain is still there. It's a little quieter, but it's still there. I don't need to take that on. Doesn't mean we don't stay informed, people. It's just a little bit of a detox. And do you know how much good news I interact with as well? That's the stuff that I want to be seeing, like some of the new innovations that we're doing to like save the freaking planet. You're not going to feel fantastic straight away. But if what I'm talking about, like if you're in the thick of it, right, if this is really happening for you, I would strongly suggest well, two things. One, I have a freebie 
a secret to stop crying in the bathroom between meetings, one that actually gives you a great exercise to just work with your emotions because a lot of this mindset work, sure, a lot of this, especially when you're getting a lot of bad news, is really just managing your like emotions and that part of you, that limbic system, stress response, whatever, that is just screaming at you all the time. I also have this amazing program called the Worry-Free Weekends. It's where I work with you one-on-one for four weeks for free to show you these skills. These are the same skills that you would use when you're trying to find a job and you're freaking out about it. There is no catch. You do not have to sign up with me. I want more women to really experience this for themselves. I want them to take away from it. I've had people who have been listening to the podcast have come down this and it's like, wow, some of those things they were struggling with, some of those mindset tools that I teach are really solidified for them and they are now applying it in their everyday life. Think about having that support if you are looking for a new job. If you are lacking some of the faith in you, not only am I, do I have the fucking faith in you, girl, but I'm teaching you how to do that for yourself. It's for free. So head to the show notes to find out more. And that's all for today's episode. Bye. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.